0: Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and this is the Sunday Roundup. The Prime Minister was interviewed by Laura Koonsberg this morning as the Conservative Party conference gets underway in Manchester. With polls currently predicting a dire election defeat for the Tories, Sunak was noticeably combative in his interview, insisting he would do what he believes is right for the country. When Koonsberg accused him of shifting away from pledges made in 2019, Sunak acknowledged that people would be critical of him, but said he was prepared to change things. So much of the
1: 2019 manifesto that you stood on has just disappeared. You know, you're wobbling on HS2, you've changed the net zero targets, the long-term plan for social care is not happening. Your health secretary admitted to us a few weeks ago the 40 new hospitals aren't all going to be new hospitals after all. You know, your allies are saying now people are going to see the real Rishi Sunak in this second phase. But is the real Rishi Sunak someone who's willing to chuck much of the 2019 manifesto over the side when you've been behind in the polls? You're
2: saying things that are just not true, saying we chuck net zero targets. But that's just not true. I said you shifted it. We haven't shifted them. They We've remain exactly the, the same. They're legislated for how we get there. It's exactly. always a matter of government policy. The targets are the same. It's wrong to suggest that the targets have been changed. They haven't. It's wrong to suggest that they've been watered down. They haven't. They're set in law. But the dates job is of how
1: you get there have shifted. But, so but, but we but don't There are lots.
2: Of, there are over 100 different policies to help us get to net zero. Over, they weren't all in the 2019 manifesto. The mm-hmm. government constantly has a programme of figuring out what the right way to get there is. I've charted a different way to get to the same destination. One, one that will save families 5, 10, 15, pounds pounds £15,000, I think is right. And, but you asked your fundamental question. Disputed, but,
1: yeah, the fundamental, fundamental question is... is... Uh,
2: no, I'm, I'm doing what I believe is right for the long term of our country. I'm prepared to change things. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to do what I believe is right. I get that people will be critical of that. I'm OK with that. I'm going to be guided by what be I inside. believe is right. I believe that what I'm doing is right for the British people, whether it's a new course on net zero, which will save the money, whether it's putting in place legislation that will enable us to stop the boats, because it should be the British people that decide who comes to our country and not criminal gangs. These are the types of decisions that I'm going to put in place because I believe they're right. And we're and that I will stick and to and guns.
0: Koonsberg showed Sunak a word cloud showing that the public heavily associate him with his personal wealth. She asked him if he was worried that people might see him as being out of touch. Sunak wouldn't engage directly with the question but said his job was to deliver for people and that his changes to the net zero policies showed that he was trying to ease the burden on families. You mentioned there you feel you've got a good sense of what the where the public's at.
1: Let's look at what the public associates with you and we ask them. Now, we did this with Ed Davey, the Lib Dem leader. We'll do it again with Keir Starmer. We're using what's called a word cloud, asking people what they associate a leader with. And we can show our viewers that with this morning. Now, you can see there, rightly or wrongly, what many people associate with you is your personal wealth. What does that make you think? Does that worry you if people might feel you're out of touch or, or perhaps, you know, you are very wealthy, you could be living on a beach not working at all you know a lot of people might think well you've got all this wealth you could do anything good on you for being in public service but what goes through your mind when you see that
2: Look, my job is to deliver for people and that's why we've just been talking a lot about this net zero decision but, which i've on, made i think people which would say, really
1: like to know what your response is not we've talked about the net zero target no, but this, a is, lot. Well,
2: this is a great example of it you know that is a decision which was motivated by me wanting to ease the burden on families and again, I might get lots of criticism from people about that. People who could happily afford to rip out their boiler, install incredibly expensive energy efficiency upgrades in their rural home that's off the gas grid or change their car sooner than is necessary. It might be fine for them to do all those things. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's necessary. I want to save families that £5, 10 15 £20,000. That's why I made the decision well, I did.
0: Sunak was uninterested in talking about personalities when asked by Koonsberg to say one thing he admired about the leader of the Labour Party. Instead, he went for something critical, implying Keir Starmer didn't say anything and was hiding. Sunak differentiated himself by claiming that people would have a clear idea of what he stood for. Now, politics can be brutal, but it's not all rough and tumble. So I want to ask you, is there
1: anything you admire about him? And I'll give it away. We're going to ask him that next week. Too. No, I'm,
2: great. I'm not interested in talking about personalities. People mm-hmm. can make up their own minds. I'm interested in setting out my vision for the country and people can make their own judgment. But what I would say is you've got to take a stand on things. You've got to take a stand on things. I don't expect everyone to agree with me on everything, but people will have a clear idea of what I believe, what I stand for and the direction in which I want to lead the country. I don't think actually saying nothing, hiding is the right type of leadership. I think that's an abdication of leadership, quite frankly. I'm interested in setting out a clear set of policies, a clear direction of travel based on my values, which I think are the values shared by the British people. And that's how we're going to do things now. We're going to do things differently. We're going to change how we do politics. And that's how we're going to change our country.
0: Trevor Phillips argued to levelling up Secretary Michael Gove that the tax burden had increased under the Tories and that they might be becoming a high-tax party. Gove said the Conservatives cut tax whenever they can and came out in favour of making cuts before the next election, putting him at odds with the views of the Chancellor and the Prime Minister. Sunak responded to Gove's comments in his Koonsberg interview by saying that halving inflation was the best tax cut he could deliver.
3: I'm not asking you to predict mm. what the Chancellor doing would do. I'm just saying, asking you, what do you think, if mm. there were going to be tax cuts between now and the election, where might they come from? Well, it's an extraordinarily flattering of you to think that um, people assume that I am uh, uh, the source of wisdom on this. But uh, I think people are actually reassured that uh, the government is concentrating, firstly, on dealing with inflation, as I said right at the very beginning. If you bring inflation down, that's the, the biggest tax cut, the biggest relief on people's cost of living that there is. Then there is an opportunity to decide. The discussion about where the tax burden should fall, I think, is one that we need to take not now, but in a little bit's time. All right, well, let's, let's just deal with timing. Yeah. Should there be a reduction in the tax burden on individuals before the next election? Are we talking the next year? Are we talking three years? Are we talking five years? Yes, no, I, w- I would like to see the tax burden reduced before the next election.
0: The former Home Secretary, Priti Patel, was critical of Suella Braverman's recent speech in which she claimed multiculturalism had failed. She said that Braverman may just be trying to get attention and pointed out that the government would be judged on delivery when it came to immigration. She also said that the country should be proud of its successes with integration and multiculturalism.
3: So Ella Braverman said in Washington last week that multiculturalism had failed. In what way was that helpful to Rishi Sunak?
4: Well, I think you'll have to ask her and ask Rishi Sunak, to be honest. I mean, she's given a speech and... I think actually, I did hear um, what your political um, reporter said earlier on, Sam Coates. To me, this is very much, you know, making interventions, statements. But actually, Trevor, I think we have to be realistic here. That those are no sub. That's not not a substitute for delivery around you know, changes to policy in government. Now, I don't know what the intention was around that. It might just be to get attention, to have the dividing lines that, you know, your previous commentators were mentioning as we go into a run-up to a general election. Now, I can understand that. I can absolutely understand that. But you and I sitting here today, OK? We are the products of actual integration, multiculturalism, dynamic communities, people that love our country, want to contribute to our country, along with a hell of a lot of other people that have done exactly the same. And I think that's something we should be proud of in our country. I,
3: I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I, what I'm hearing is, um, before you sound off on the theoretical and cultural issues, wouldn't it be a good idea if you stopped some boats and brought down the numbers of immigration? Would that be a completely unfair interpretation?
4: Well, you've, you are trying to put words into my mouth, Trevor, and that's all well and good. The government has made, I think, actually, even on, in this hall, we've seen a stop the boats message. The government has been clear, Rishi Sunak, his Home Secretary, have been clear that that is their priority. This side of a general election, if I may politely suggest, it is about delivery and the government will be judged on delivery. When you make pledges, statements and promises, you have to deliver. But of course, pledges are no substitute for action. And I think the public, they're sick about hearing about some of these issues and the failure to deliver. Labour has changed its mind over the policy of removing charitable status from
0: private schools. Koonsberg asked Wes Streeting whether people could trust what Labour politicians say if they keep dropping policies. Streeting defended his party saying they were bomb-proofing policies before they make it into the manifesto and that Labour wanted to make sure its promises it makes at the election will be promises they can keep. This is important to
1: our viewers because they've heard your leading politicians like you, Rachel Reeves and Keir Starmer, say over the last few months, yes, we're going to stop private schools being charities. We are going to make that change. And now you're saying, oh, we've looked carefully at it now. We're not sure it's going to work, so we're not going to do it anymore. That's about people being able to trust what you say today, next week, the month, and in the run-up to the general election, and trust that you're going to do what you say. And here, in this particular instance, it suggests that You hadn't looked at it carefully enough, and now you're ditching it.
2: No, I think people can take reassurance from the fact that the promises we make in our manifesto at the election be promises that we can keep.
1: But does that and mean we are, 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 are bomb-proofing every single one of our
2: policies. So we don't end up in the same position as the, the government where you know you've got the Prime Minister out this morning talking about 20 mile an hour limits, but when pressed under scrutiny couldn't explain a single difference this would make to anyone in any part of the country. But that's an
1: interesting point though you say there. Is this now the phase that Labour is in? You are bomb proofing to use your phrase your plans before they get into the manifesto, because that suggests that other promises you've made before might also end up being chucked over the side. We've seen that already with the promises on student fees. We've seen that already with other things Keir Starmer has said in his leadership campaign a few years ago. Things have been chucked over the side will not make it into the manifesto. So if you are in this process of bomb-proofing, can you be kind of honest about it and say to people, yeah, more of these things might disappear, even if it's for the right reasons, because you want to be absolutely sure that your plans are workable if you win.
2: Yeah, it's, it's no bad thing that we are working really hard to make sure that there is a high bar to get into Labour's manifesto. And that bar is, is it credible? Can it be delivered? Will it make a real difference to people's lives?
0: That's all for this week. I'm Isabel Hardman, and this podcast was produced by Joe Bidell brill Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffee House Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our Daily Evening Blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening and do join us again next week.